welcome to Beauty from the Heart. I'm your host, Rose Gallagher, and in this series, I'm speaking to some of my favorite people who are igniting positive change through their everyday actions. Today, I'm talking to one of YouTube's most known and loved faces, Naomi Smart. She's such a lovely girl, and we had such a great chat. It's not the clearest line in the world, but she has such lovely insights and suggestions of just things that she does to stay upbeat, keep well, and I really think you're going to love her. Naomi is a content creator and author and she's amassed a huge and loyal following over the years. And in addition to all of this, she's just launched her own skincare brand and I've invited her to tell us all about that today. So here she is. Hi Rose, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be part of this podcast. Well, we have cause for celebration and I think the first thing we need to hugely celebrate today is the launch of Smart Skin. Um, I mean, congratulations. How are you feeling after, you know, over two years of work that you've put into making this brand? Oh, thank you so much. I honestly couldn't feel happier. I am completely over the moon. It still feels quite surreal because, like you say, I've been working on this for over two years. So for it to finally be out there in the world feels really bizarre, but so exciting. And it's just been the most incredible week. So can you tell us a little bit about the brand? Because I know there's a really lovely kind of heart and soul behind the vision of what you've created there. Yeah, of course. So Smart Skin is a natural vegan skincare brand where sustainability is really at the heart and core of what we do. But we have also just been completely inspired by my audience over the years and hearing their stories of how they've just made things happen and just gone with their dreams and goals and somehow made them happen has just inspired me to create my own little business. So that's where Smart Skin has come from. And we've actually decided to use those women that have inspired me to be part of the debut campaign, which is just absolutely gorgeous. So we invited um, seven of my audience to take part in the campaign. So their images are beautiful and hearing their stories is so inspiring. And the soul of Smart Skin is all about empowering women because I have felt completely empowered by these women. And obviously, sustainability is incredibly important to us with everything we do. So every single decision from obviously the ingredients, how we manufacture the products, what the products are packaged in, every single aspect of the brand has been consciously made uh, to make sure that we are being as eco-friendly as possible. And I think that's one of the lovely things about having done this in this particular order where your audience already knows so much about you and they know what you're passionate about. I think that's why it's probably resonated with people so much because this is something that they're used to hearing you share. I mean, I think now more than ever, people are becoming so much more conscious of finding sustainable solutions and you love educating people on those kind of sustainable ways of thinking. One of the things I think is really lovely about the range as well is that it's not an overwhelming lineup of like 15 things you have to choose from. It's a really quite condensed and simple lineup, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So we've got four skincare products and then also the bamboo cloth that go alongside it. So five products all together. And that was because I didn't want to release anything out there into the world 
unless I was completely 100% satisfied with every single product. So I decided to keep it very small and just put all the love and care into those four skincare products. And I mean, after two years, I've got to a place where I couldn't be happier with these products and hearing people's thoughts and feedback on them have, has just been amazing. When you've, you've put so much thought into them and people love it and they're really enjoying using it and it's just all made the whole thing completely worth it and I think first of all the fact that it is more of a capsule collection is in itself more sustainable um but also I think you're so right that there's so much out there at the moment and a majority of people are really quite overwhelmed and we just want someone to help us navigate you know, a nice selection of things that are going to work well and just do what they're meant to do. I think as well, you know, people are just feeling overwhelmed in general with the idea of how to be more sustainable and make those clever choices. So what are some of the first steps that you would recommend that we can all just kind of adapt in our everyday lives? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're completely right that I think so many people are feeling overwhelmed by the pressure of having to be as sustainable as possible in every aspect of your life. So I would say the first piece of advice I have is actually take that pressure off of yourself. And it's all about progress, not perfection. You don't need to do everything completely perfectly and eco-friendly and sustainable because at the end of the day, it's completely impossible to take that pressure away. And then I think it's all about just becoming more conscious and aware of your decision. So when it comes to your beauty routine, it's about considering the packaging when you're buying new products and just considering the ingredients. Where have they come from? Uh, Do I want to put that on my skin? Do I trust this brand? And then I would say actually when you start using your products, it's so important to actually be mindful anyway uh, with what you're putting onto your skin and really enjoy that process. I think one of the most beautiful things about beauty is that you can really take your time and look after yourself. And it is a ritual of self-love. And I think it's quite easy to forget that and neglect it and just, you know, have a million products on your bathroom shelf and just kind of quickly slap them on in the morning and then off you go. But actually getting back into enjoying that process of just having a few minutes to really look after yourself and your skin can have such a massive positive impact on your day so it's about being conscious about not just the products and the ingredients and the packaging but actually becoming conscious of how you're using those products do you know what I completely agree and I think now more than ever we're all looking for those small steps that we can take in our everyday routines that can just bring a bit of a boost because say for instance I've found during lockdown that I have so much less motivation to do things late at night so something as simple as taking my makeup off and putting my skincare on I will do kind of early evening because that's when I can still be bothered to do it do you know what I mean um what has your kind of beauty routine been like since we've been at home are you enjoying the no makeup are you still putting a bit on to make you feel good what's it been yeah I think during lockdown I completely forgot what makeup was I was just (laughs) completely bare-faced Um, But that's when I really rediscovered almost the importance of taking time for yourself, not just even with your beauty routine. I think even in general, it's just just taught me to like slow down and take care of yourself and enjoying the quieter 
aspects of life, I suppose. But I really enjoyed my skincare routine. Like when we were deep in lockdown, like every morning, every evening, it was like that. Those two times during the day where I could really look after myself. And I absolutely loved that. And I feel like I've continued that on now. And I've actually noticed a massive difference in my skin as well. Um, I think probably not wearing as much makeup as well. I am wearing makeup now and I'm actually really enjoying it. I'm enjoying that process of every now and again, if I'm out and about or, you know, going out to meet someone, but generally day to day, I'm still loving being barefaced and just allowing my skin to, to breathe really. It's so true that if you're not having it on as often, you really enjoy those moments of, oh my God, I feel really glam today when you do finally put it on. Exactly. I think before, for me personally, makeup was like an everyday occurrence. So it was almost when the makeup came off, I was like, wow, I look different. Yeah. Whereas now it's the complete reverse. <laughs> now it's like, oh, makeup. Oh, this is glam. I look different today. Like, and, it, and it's a bit of fun, isn't it? So but I'm just really enjoying, yeah, being more comfortable in my, my natural skin. And you know what? I think there's lots of people that I've spoken to actually that feel exactly the same and they're just enjoying, you know, the kind of self-care elements of this. The fact that we've all got a bit more time for ourselves. Like I make sure I go for a walk every single day now. That wouldn't usually happen. So everyone has those things that they're doing. Um, But I'd imagine for you, Naomi, like you have such a community of followers that you have been with for such a long time. And having that back and forth discussion with them must have really informed and shaped kind of the direction that you took the brand in. Um, And I know you've mentioned there that some of those ladies were in the campaign images. Um, What were the kinds of conversations that you were having that you were able to then keep in mind when you were creating this brand? Oh, I mean, the women that we picked were absolutely incredible. And it was actually so hard to choose who we were going to involve in the debut campaign because we invited my audience to submit their stories of what they're proud of that they have achieved and it could be anything from travel to creating their own business to how they've had a major career change anything anything that they're proud of and we were completely overwhelmed by the amazing uh, options that we had like just oh. everything that they had submitted was so beautiful just reading through these hundreds and hundreds of emails um, but there were seven women in particular that really stood out to us and just their stories were so beautiful and so diverse and different to each other um, but equally as inspiring and that's what's really shaped what smart skin is I'll talk about a couple um just as an example there's Bella who is training to be a doctor right now and she works with autistic children in her spare time and like you can only imagine how intense it is training to be a doctor um, but on the side she is volunteering to work with autistic children to give them a voice in the world of healthcare um, because she said during her training she realized that actually a lot of these autistic children haven't been given a voice to speak out and talk about them and um, what what they're going through and everything. So just hearing her story of how selfless she has been and how hardworking was just so inspiring. And then there's also Francesca, who is just paving the way for black women in geography. So she's just created the most incredible organization to, again, provide a voice for black women who are in that field of geography. And it's, it's such like a niche 
specific area and hearing her talk about what she's so passionate about was just mm. incredible it's, it's just it makes you just sit there and think wow you are just making the most incredible change in this world and really doing good it's so true, Naomi, that the power for connection with things like that is just on a different level. Because, for example, um, my middle brother is autistic. So already here in Bella's story, my ears have opened up because it's something that means something to me in the same way that, you know, someone is going to hear Francesca's story or any of the other ladies' stories and it will resonate with them. I think that's one thing we've all really realised on a whole new level during in the last few months that it's so important to connect and I mean for you Naomi I I just find it so fascinating you know you've you're part of this movement that happened really on YouTube where you had such a huge community of people that felt such a connection to you and still do I mean what has the experience been like and the journey of you know sharing these parts of your life with so many people it's such an unusual thing I suppose isn't it having almost grown up on YouTube uh, when I first started I would never have thought that many years later I'd be where I am now because at the time it was it was just a bit of fun to be honest I was with an amazing group of friends that were doing a similar thing and we were just having fun it was like a hobby just filming our lives and it was almost like documenting our journeys in a way and we just thought you know what amazing memories we're making together and it has somehow molded into the most incredible career that was accidental. But over the years, I've had to really learn how to actually make this whole journey into my career and my business and actually have fun with it and enjoy the whole process. And having grown up online, it's, it's very unusual. And I guess sometimes it can be a little bit overwhelming. Um, having everything online Um, but at the same time so lovely and so wonderful that I have all of my best memories documented on my YouTube channel and that's I've got that forever and I'm so so grateful that I have been able to do that and I've had such a positive experience with it I know that the internet obviously has a lot of negatives but for me I feel so fortunate that I've have I have built the most incredible positive community around me so I feel so grateful and unfortunately it does mean that actually when the hard things happen in your life you also have to share it you can't just suddenly go offline and you know oh everything's all happy 24 7 because um, that's just not life so I guess yeah the downside would be that I, I then have to share the less happy times as well but it just means that my platform is so full of memories of all kinds and aspects of my life so I I wouldn't change anything to be honest for the world I have no regrets with any of it do you know what that's one of the things that I was going to ask you about because I always think this do you ever like have a text with one of your friends and remember a really funny day or a really special day and then go back and watch the old video of that day Yeah, absolutely. And I love that. Like whether it's a nice holiday away with my friends or with my family members or just literally hanging out in London and just had a really great fun day with someone and then we can look back on it. And it's so, so great and so lovely to have that. Sometimes it is just pottering about London that's quite nice for the day. And it's so simple that there's some of the things I think we might miss the most at the moment. 
it is nice to have those memories because it kind of reminds you of what life will be like again one day, touch wood, I'm sure very soon, hopefully. Um, so it, it is, it's like escapism. Exactly. That is exactly it. And I think because so many people look to videos and people like you that feel like a part of their routine, they feel so invested in every little thing that's happening. And say, for instance, I know, for example, you've recently mentioned that you split with your partner. I'm sorry to hear that. Are there ever times like that, for instance, that you think, oh, I'd love just a few weeks of privacy? Or do you feel like your community are quite good at giving you a bit of space to deal with that and still have the boundary in place that it's not all for them? I think a few years ago, I probably felt like I had to always be online and post my regular videos and posting on Instagram the whole time and consistency is key and all of that. But I have since realized I was the only one putting that pressure on myself. Like my audience aren't there. Like, why haven't you posted? Like I was the only one that felt like I had to do YouTube and Instagram that way. So now I feel like I'm in a really healthy, positive place with it where if I do go through a really tough time, like, I mean, the last few months have been really, I can take time off and no one's going to be there to call me out on it. My audience is so incredibly supportive. They're just like, yes, you do you take all the time that you need. And that's just proven to me, like, why do I feel like before I have to always be online and like share everything? So, um, yeah, I mean, recently I did take some time offline and it was the best thing I could have done. And when I did then come back online, it felt really great. Like I was really excited to be back online. It didn't feel like I had to be doing it. It just felt natural. And also, I think that it takes a lot of bravery to show vulnerability. I've seen you do videos before where you say, do you know what, I'm not having the best day today. And I'd rather just share that because I don't want to feed into a narrative where everything's perfect all the time. Because I think people really connect even more when they can see that, do you know what, we just see this highlight reel from so many people. And it's so important to also know that everyone goes through bad times. Um, I mean, the reaction that you must get when you share something more vulnerable must be that you bring comfort to a lot of people that are a bit like, finally, something I can relate to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you. I mean, with what I've gone through the last few weeks, there's definitely been some moments where I've like posted photos of me crying on my stories but Mm. I mean it's like awful to look back down like how why did I do that like how did I feel like I could just post the photo of me crying um but actually the response was unbelievable because people were like thank you so much for actually showing the raw authentic you and you know obviously so sorry you're going through really tough time but it is more relatable because everyone has bad days and it's completely normal. And I think it is about normalising the bad days. Definitely. I saw something recently that really stuck with me that said that it's normal in your life. You have to experience all of these different emotions. And for example, like sadness is an emotion that you will sometimes feel and experience and happiness is one. And we forget that even though perhaps sadness, for example, is negative, it's still very normal and it would be abnormal not to sometimes feel that. So I just think it's great that you are 
contributing to that narrative that there's a whole array of different things you're going to feel at any one time and that's all completely to be expected yeah absolutely and actually sadness I've come to realize now you need to almost embrace it and crying I'm just now I'm just like yes the tears are coming like allow them come like come to me tears it's all good whereas before I'd be like oh no suppress suppress don't cry crying bad but it's a release of emotions. It's a completely natural physical release of emotions. So now if I if I feel like crying wherever I am, even if it's in public, I'm just like, yep, I'm crying and it's absolutely normal and I'm completely okay with this. Honestly, you and me are peas in a pod with that. Um, I recently started working with this new girl and we had like our first day of getting to know one another. And I actually said to her, I'm just going to give you permission now. If I start crying at any point, just don't take any notice because I cry so often that honestly, just let me have my moment and don't bat an eyelid. But it's so true, isn't it? You need to have those little regroups and let it all out and then it's fine. I absolutely love that. Yeah, not enough people do that, I don't think. Um, But yeah, I'm completely with you on that. (laughs) Now, just thinking about everyone's had quite a tumultuous past few months, but you in particular, Naomi, have had so many changes. You know, you've just moved to a new home. You were in Mumbai for a long time. You've started the brand. There's so much going on. Has any kind of perspective changed for you during the last few months of everything we've experienced yeah completely um I think everyone has dealt with the last few months in very different ways and it really has affected everyone in differing ways to each other Uh, I would say personally I've never felt more unsettled this year I moved to India at the beginning of the year um which was meant to be for a year or two years and came back after two months because of coronavirus. So that was all a bit, you know, mm. unexpected. Yeah. And then we obviously had lockdown and then moved back to London, then break up, moved back to my parents' house in Sussex, now back in London. And it's, it has just been a mad, mad year. But in a strange old way, despite the most major life changes that I think I have ever gone through in my life, I've never felt stronger and more empowered. I've learned more about myself and what I want in life than I ever have. So as awful as it has been, I'm so happy it has all happened because I I do just feel like I've got to know myself on a much deeper level and I've just faced everything head on. And it's really difficult to do, to be honest, but it needed to be done. And I think um, I've just realized you can't take anything for granted. You've got to live the life you love. And I've learned to be a bit more selfish. Um, Say no, if I don't want to do something, say yes, if I do. Um, I've learned to actually tell my friends how much they really mean to me and hug family members just that little bit tighter and feel grateful for all I do have in my life, not for what I don't. Um, Try not to focus on the negatives. And I have suffered a huge loss. But I feel like what I have gained is greater in a way. That is so lovely to hear. I think that there's such a negative narrative at the moment about the way the world is. And to hear that you've channeled it into something really good is brilliant. Um, If there's someone listening that is feeling a bit lost, feeling a bit unsettled... 
what kind of steps would you advise them to take to really turn it around and turn it into an experience that they can seek some good from? I would say know that this feeling is temporary. Yeah. Whether it's a lack of motivation you're struggling with or if it's sadness or if it's anxiety or heartbreak, they're all temporary and you will get through it. You may not feel like it in the moment because I know how that is. Like when you're deep in the thick of it, you just feel like you're never going to get over it. But honestly, trust me, you will. And you will be stronger as a result at the end and you will be happy again. Uh, I would say don't let anyone or anything in your life suppress you or stop you from doing the things you love, especially if it's your career as well. So just keep looking forward, keep doing the things that make you happy. I think the problem is when we are in a bad place, when we're feeling terrible about ourselves, that's when we least want to do the things that actually make us feel good. But actually those things are what's going to get you through it. Yeah. So you've got to try your best to do one or two things a day, I would say, that actually you know are good for you, even if you don't feel like doing it, like taking a walk, getting outside, opening up to your friends, um, taking 10 minutes to focus on your breathing, journaling, like anything that you know will help you. And then eventually you will get through it. Um, that's, that's basically what I've been doing the last few weeks, just doing one or two things a day that I know will be good for me. And as a result, it really has done me the world of good and I think the great thing about one or two things is that more often than not they can spiral and then once you've set yourself up with those one or two things they can actually really impact the whole day and I think it's such a brilliant way to look at it and say now that you have this kind of foothold within the beauty industry and you're harnessing the power of beauty and skincare is one of those things that makes you feel good. Looking at the beauty industry as a whole, who else do you think is doing great things, whether it's a brand or an individual? Who do you think is making a positive change? Well, there's so many brands and people out there that inspire me. It's so hard to narrow it down. Two brands in particular that I absolutely adore uh, are Herbivore, I think their sustainable and natural ethos is incredible and their products actually work. So I really, really love that brand and I love their beauty tools as well that they have. They're beautiful. Um, and then the other one is Tata Harper. They grow all of their own ingredients. Um, I think they're based in Vermont, if I'm correct. Yeah. Yeah. The brand started by them growing the ingredients. So I just absolutely love that whole ethos. They're 100% natural. Um, and then a person that I've been really inspired by recently is this lovely girl called Annie Jeffrey and um, I actually discovered her because my audience were telling me you need to look into this girl Annie because you two are like two peas in a pod you are so similar you enjoy the same things you're passionate about the same things and launching similar businesses at the exact same time oh, so she wow. is launched, yeah it's amazing so she's launching her own natural skincare brand called Nourished 3 so, yeah, I've been following her really closely recently. Well, do you know what's so lovely as well? So I haven't seen Annie yet, but Herbivore Botanicals and Tata Harper were both previously two podcast guests on this podcast. And the whole idea I had for this space was just really positive, good people doing good things. And as a result, it's so funny. But whenever I ask people who they admire, 
everyone seems to recommend either current podcast guests or people that have been on before. So it's absolutely no surprise to hear both of those um, recommendations. And I always feel really smug, to be honest, Naomi, because I'm always like, do you know what? I've obviously chosen a really nice group of people because they all (laughs) love one another. Yeah, that's so funny. I actually had no idea that you'd had both of those on the podcast. Isn't now that I funny? sound like a massive stalker. Um, but. <laughs> but it's it's so true, isn't it? People that just have a nice heart at what they're doing. Like, for example, with herbivore, their whole ethos with giving to charities is so brilliant because they rotate the charities that they donate to so that everybody gets kind of a share of the benefits and also they ask their team members who they want to give money to and they sometimes pick really really niche charities but sometimes it is just the most life-changing contribution when that kind of charity can receive such a great you know contribution but again I'm completely with you they're doing all that great stuff behind the scenes but the products are just beautiful as well and they really work yeah absolutely I actually didn't know they work with all of the, the smaller uh, lesser known charities that's so lovely to hear definitely definitely well just as one last kind of parting piece of wisdom from you Naomi what advice do you have for someone that just needs to take a little moment of self-care and keep themselves feeling good for the foreseeable I would write down the things that really make you happy so make a list what makes you happy in life And then try and do one or two of those things every day. And you don't need a full-on spa day to look after yourself. I think sometimes we neglect ourselves because we feel like, oh, we don't have time. And, you know, I can't take a whole day off work and go and, you know, spend hundreds of pounds at a spa hotel or something. It really doesn't need to be that. You can do all of this at home, even if it's taking 10 minutes to really look after yourself while you do your skincare in the evening taking that time and becoming more mindful and giving yourself a little facial massage or having a bath and all of these things sound so obvious but actually when you do take the time to do them you'll feel so much better afterwards even making a nice cup of your favorite herbal tea I love pucker for example the womankind tea is so so lovely just little things to go through that list and you can keep adding to this list I do it now I'm still adding to my list like little things that I remember during the day like oh I really love just taking a little walk through the park and listening to the birds. I'm going to add that to my list. And then on your off days, or even not on your off days, just whenever you feel like you need a bit of you time, look at your list, pick a couple of things and just do them. Naomi, you've been the loveliest guest and I'm wishing you all the luck in the world with smart skin. Um, I'm delighted to hear how it's going to unfold. Um, But for anyone that wants to find you and say hello and reach out after the episode, tell us where we can find you and what we're going to be able to expect when we do. Oh, thank you so much. I have absolutely loved chatting with you. It's been such a lovely conversation. You can find me personally at at Naomi Smart on Instagram and also on YouTube, Naomi Smart. And Smart Skin is at My Smart Skin. And we are available to purchase now at smartskin.co.uk. Brilliant. Naomi, thank you so much for joining me. And I'll look forward to speaking to you soon. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, chat soon. 
thank you so much for listening and a big thank you to my producer Ella for putting that together for me I hope you enjoyed you can reach out at Rose Gallagher on Instagram I'd love to hear your thoughts and I'll look forward to seeing you again next week take care Thank you.